on, you can't stop it. You gotta juggle it all, don't drop it. Hurry up and wait, don't hesitate. What does equity mean from a political mindset? How can equity play in the political frame within an organization? What does that look like from a leadership perspective? Welcome to the Radiance Real Talk series. I'm your host, Carol Burton. Thanks for stopping by and being curious. So as we've moved through the equity series from the lens of Bowman and Deal's organizational framework perspective of change, we've looked at how leaders can view, if you will, the structure of how an organization runs, the human resource of how human capital people impact that, And now we're going to take a look at the political frame. Essentially, the political perspective or frame takes a look at how organizations are, if you will, coalitions made up of a variety of individuals and interest groups with differing values, beliefs, information, and perceptions of reality. It also takes a look at how these could be hidden agendas, especially at times when there are a lot of budget limits, there's a depletion in cash flow, there is uncertainty, there is stagnation with how the organization is thriving. You know, when when organizations go into survival mode. And so conflict and conflict resolution come into play in this area. And power-based building shows up to support one or more people's basically agendas. Okay? So... You all know what this looks like. I'm not telling you anything. You don't know. The politics of an organization can actually get ugly. Anytime that there is major conflict or challenges happening, we see it before it really comes to fruition. Never fails. You can smell it. You can see the sea change, as they say. You can see it on the horizon. So from an equity perspective, let's look at that. If equity is the platinum rule, treat others as they want to be treated. That's really moving into a space of community as opposed to a space of individualism. Now, where there are two or more, there will be politics. That is my personal opinion. I've always believed that because I come from and we come from different perspectives, right? And experiences. And we have taken on different models to say this, 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 this model or this structure works and that one doesn't based upon my experience. 
and therefore conflict occurs. Because this that's not how I did it. That might be how you do it, but this is how I have found success or this is how I have found failure. In other words, what worked, what didn't work, right? So when organizations are looked upon as coalitions, this is where I guess one could call the gaps in an organization. So if everyone help create the structure of the organization or the structure of the family, right? Or the structure of the friendships that we have in daily life. And everyone agreed to those rules. Everyone's got a different perception of that rule. So when everyone is not on the same level or understanding of that rule, that's where, to me, in my mind, that's where conflict arises. So I call them the gaps. And so it's kind of like a lot of pebbles. And then there's just that one marble that gets everybody. And so it could be a behavior of we go down this same road, we get the same result. We go down this road, we get the same result. And if everyone has agreed to the rules, that's fine. I also think that there's also a way within that agreement of simply saying, we agree to these rules. We understand that we agree to the different pathways to finish, the different pathways for completion. And we're okay with that. I don't know how many organizations do that. Within my family, let's use them as an organization, we would have family discussions. We would actually have family meetings where each member of the family can technically call a meeting. So if my one of my parents wanted to call a meeting, they would say, we're calling a family meeting. <laughs> and as an adult child, I would say, call a family meeting. Now, sometimes it was formal, sometimes it was uh, physical, sometimes it was through the phone or the internet or whatever, right? We knew and we know how important it is that communication always play. We also respect each other enough to say, this works, this doesn't work, and this is why. So we've actually created as a family structure, I know, right, systems, <laughs> so that if there is a conflict, we sit down and we say, here's the issue. This is how I saw it. This is how I understand it to be. And then we ask the question, what do you see? And each family member goes around and says, this is how I see it. And we have a conversation. So therefore, the power piece, the element of power within the political framework, that goes away because everyone has the same power. Mm. And in that, we're actually constantly in negotiation throughout that whole time frame. Why? Because we want to come to a resolution that works for who? 
the organization, and for the family in this instance. And sometimes our conversations get really deep, real fast, real hard. That is how we have architecturally figured out how to resolve issues, how to negotiate powerfully, and it's not a power play. Because we've all agreed as a family, our family unit says, this is important. Our family is important to ensure that we're serving our purpose in life. And if something arises, nine times out of 10, it was a lack of communication. It was a lack of us understanding each other well and clearly. That's what we have discovered. Does that take work? You bet it does. Do my parents and my sister drive me crazy? Yes. And guess what? I do too to them. <laughs> Truth be told, it's the exact same thing in the workplace. It's the exact same thing with neighbors. So we have figured out how to move through to respect each other's opinions and thoughts to ensure that I understand everyone around me, their values, their beliefs, and their perception of reality. And then I choose, as a leader, how to respond. Because I'm only responsible for my reaction and how I act. I'm not responsible for anybody else's but me. That's the whole point of this game. So from an equity perspective, to be honest, at least in my family, there's calamity. There is no argument and beating each other. No, we don't do all that. Mm -mm. We don't, no, 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 no. Because we realize that sometimes that action really doesn't work. It makes it worse. If I'm in upset, I'm really in confusion. I'm really in misunderstanding. And yes, that took a lot of work to get there. And in that, we've learned how to listen actively, how to reflect on how it impacts us and how to, to reflect and how to then be in action. Because regardless of in my workplace or with my family, doesn't matter. My goal is to work well with people. Now, if I can't work well with people, then we have conflict. And learning how to speak or write in a way that I hear how that person understands what I'm trying to relay, that's my end game. That's my goal. So when I enter into organizations that may have a lot of politics and it does not matter what industry, what segment, if it's business, nonprofit, for-profit, education, everybody's got politics because remember, there's more than two people in the room. And so because of that, what happens when we don't take the time to be in equity to be in their realm, not in ours. Breakdowns occur. Mess happens. Structures are destroyed. Never fails. So the question is, as far as the Radiance Real Talk action question, 
is how do you live? I didn't say survive. I said live and thrive in your organizations, where you work, where you live, as far as the political piece of this puzzle. Do you identify people that they have power? My question is, do you have power? Do you think you have power? Or do you empower? Big difference. Power versus empower. How do you move through conflict? What does that look like? After three emails, do you get up and go talk to someone? Or do you Skype them or video conference them? So that you can see what they're doing, right? Do you, how do you engage? That's the question. How do you move through negotiations so that you get to the end game? You complete the project. The project is bigger than you. It's not about you. It's about the project. How do you get out of your own way? In the construct of political, from this perspective, inequity. Good questions to ask. I think it's a great way to look at how one interacts from the human resource piece, right? And from the structures, because those two are always changing, just like political is. And this is all about company culture. See, that's all, this is all about company culture in the equity space. Okay, if we want to take it a step further into the inclusion and diversity space, right? Understanding how people think differently based upon what their experiences and their perceptions and how they see it could be better. Good stuff to ponder. Something to think about. Until our next encounter, take care of you because you did not rise today to be mediocre. Carol Burton is a dynamic storyteller that keeps her audiences engaged from the beginning to the end of her topic. If you're looking for a speaker for your next event, consider Carol. Please visit radianceresources.org for more information. Located in the Twin Cities, Minnesota metro area, we thank office centers where this podcast was recorded. For more information, visit officecenters.com. We thank the amazing jazz artist Vicki Mountain of her song, Too Bad, our podcast theme. Thanks to Joshua Michael Films for help with video production and audiovisual needs. Find him at joshuamichaelfilms.com. Special thanks to Sarah Patnode of Full Stride Digital Media. Thank you, Sarah, for your vision and cheerleading. For more information and podcast notes, please visit radianceresources.org.